Hunting Overtime is here to assist you with the knowledge and skills to help you be successful in the field. Established with the listener in mind, this podcast is dedicated to providing as much helpful information as possible to help you achieve your outdoor goals. From whitetail to elk and everything in between, I'm here to provide my insights and give you the ability to try them in the field. I'm your host, Brian Shoning, and this is Hunting Overtime. Are you gonna have to talk louder than that? Well, I don't have, I don't have uh, headphones. Well, shoot. I think I'll be able to hear you. I think we can arrange it. Well, if not, we can go to Zoom. Think Zoom will be better. I've been using Zoom for all my client meetings. I think I can actually hear you okay. I just stuck the microphone closer. And I flipped my phone over too, so it's not covering up my speaker on the bottom. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, welcome. This is episode two of Hunting Overtime. Um, Before we get started here, again, just make sure... uh, You hit that subscribe button, leave us some reviews, give us some likes, and let us know any feedback. Uh, Contact me with any thoughts you have or feedback, any podcast ideas you'd like to hear about. I'd love to hear any of that. Um, My email is huntingovertime at gmail.com, so just hit me up there or drop me a comment or something like that. Um, Today, I got here on the line... My buddy Chad McKinney, he was my roommate in college, and that was actually the first time we met, and long story short, he always told me that I needed to go elk hunting with him, and I never did, and I passed it up, passed it up, and to be honest with you, I don't know if he even knows this story, but I was living on the eastern side of the state at one point and he just hit me up on Facebook sent me a message and we hadn't talked for probably a couple years to be honest with you and said something about going elk hunting again which he tried to talk me into over and over again in college and I never did it which was very dumb on my part but But he hit me up again, and I was super excited to reconnect with him. And uh, ever since then, we've been pretty good hunting buttons. And other than family members, I definitely hunt with Chad more than anybody else. So that's awesome. I, we've become reconnected and became really great hunting buddies and great friends. So he's on here, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about a trip that we plan on going to, and that trip... Wait, wait, wait a second. We got to back up to that story. Uh, (laughs) You got to finish. You you can't leave the cliffhanger like that. Why... um, Now you got to go back and explain your first uh, uh, elk hunting trip that you came on. And now it's probably one of the top one or two things that you think about 365 days a year. So you can't leave a cliffhanger like that. It is. It is very true. Um, Elk hunting 
is definitely something that I've grown very fond of, and I think that it has, without a doubt, became one of my favorite things. Uh, we're going to save all that story of the first for a different episode, because I think that would make a great episode, and I have some good things we want to talk about here, but that's a great idea. I'm actually going to write there at down as we're talking about it, and Perfect. make sure I remember that, because that'll make a great episode. So, yeah. today, I want to talk about our shed hunting trip that we plan on going on, um, assuming yeah, none of so this stuff gets any crazier. I don't think Brian knows this part of the story either, but uh, backing up to the elk hunting uh, for the last five or six years, one of the things Brian has been talking about is I need to get a bivy tent. And I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And finally, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to buy one, see what happens, see if I like it. And uh, long story short, I, I ended up pulling the trigger on a climate uh, tent hammock uh, bundle combo, and I'm really excited about it. But um, the reason that I did it, I went on a full day uh, elk uh, hunt, archery elk hunt last September. Had a um, like a full backpack full of all my stuff, and we were in 11 miles. And I thought, man, it'd be so nice if I had a bivy. I just stayed the night here tonight, listened to all the elk bugle, and I didn't have one, so. That's dovetailing into this shed hunt trip that we talked about because I honestly, it's still in the wrapper. I haven't even pulled it out and set it up, but I thought there's no better time or better opportunity to, to break it out of the box than uh, going on a little spring um, elk shed and deer shed hunting trip. Um, not only that, I guess we'll be able to really test out our, our uh, sleeping bags and yeah, how well they sure. work in the cold because I don't think the May 1st with uh, the snowpack and the uh, the temperatures are going to be very much in our favor up high. No, I don't think so either. I think uh, we're probably looking at somewhere in the 20s from what I've been guessing, maybe even lower than that. Um, just looking at some of the temps in some of those towns at the base of the mountain is all I'm looking at, but when you start thinking about getting up higher than that elevation, uh, it's definitely going to be colder, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of that snow up high doesn't doesn't uh, fully melt off until uh, around the 4th of July, so yeah. it'll be interesting. I'm glad we got good gear, and, and we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm pretty excited about I'm, it. I'm excited to talk about this stuff and just kind of talk about what we have. I don't know, have you had a chance to look at your list or make a list even no <laughs> so this will be fun um, yeah, the, uh, so I actually took some time today and I took if you remember Chad uh, last year I forced myself to sleep out of my bivy system when we were in elk hunting I and obviously that. obviously that was intentional with the intent to use it, actually use it someday, 
So last year we had a base camp at Elk Camp and I went ahead and slept out of my hammock and I just wanted to make sure I could do it. So I actually took that same list and I just copied it. So and I went through it today and edited it. So I actually have a pretty good list here, so I'm excited to see what you're thinking on some of these things. Perfect. Anything before we get going that you find essential? You can't even see me on FaceTime, can you? Sorry about that. Um, anything you find essential for this trip? Yeah, I mean, um, probably one of the most essential things that has become one of my go-to essential tools is the Traeger uh, optics harness that County 6 Predators put together. Um, All-in-one optics harness. Yeah, your binos, your rangefinder. Not that we'll need a rangefinder for um, shed hunting, but um, I mean, extra set of gloves, uh, extra rope to tie all the sheds on the, the packs. Um, That's something I didn't so, thought about. Yeah, I mean, everything will be right there, accessible at your chest. Uh, plus, you know, I've got all those little um, those clips and the accessory uh, screw-on deals. For my my Maven binoculars, so that it'll go to my tripod, and then um, same with my spotting scope. So I definitely don't want to leave behind my optics harness with the ability to have all my stuff right at my chest. For sure, for sure. So if those of you who don't know, we're talking about County Six is the company. They make a Traeger optics harness, and it is just an amazing harness. I have in here actually on my. Um, list here i have some vortex binos my county six predator trader optics harness and my leupold 1200 tbi rangefinder and i have that coming in at 52 ounces at three and a quarter pounds so that i like the trader optics harness just it's like you said it, it you can hold everything like anything you need you can hold now are you going to put the hand warmer on there you know i i don't know um the extra weight um but i guess it's more than that too because it's got the extra pocket on there exactly um, it's got space for extra set of gloves if i get my hands in the snow climbing through a couple snow drifts or something yeah um so yeah i think it would be good to have and if nothing else if i'm not using it if it heats up during the day i can just take it off and uh yeah. Throw it in my pack. Yeah, that was something I was trying to decide on whether I was bringing that. Um, actually, since we got you on the topic, you don't happen to have two of those, do you? I do. Because my brother has mine. <laughs> so I'm going to have to borrow one. <laughs> yeah, we'll take care of you. We got some inventory right. on hand. All right. I, uh, I, lo I loaned mine to my brother and. He hasn't given it back yet, so. Imagine that. Yeah. I suppose when you loan that thing to somebody, that's probably going to be a pretty common trend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Um, the other, I mean, the other essential, especially for some of the canyons that we'll be in, they're, they're all open-facing, uh, open south-facing ridges and big steep canyons and river canyons. 
um, so my spotting scope, my new spotting scope from Maven, I'm really excited to, to break that out and, and get some use out of it, um, along with my tripod. So those two are, are definitely crucial as well. What are you running for a tripod? I bought a, a Vanguard, um, I don't know the exact numbers on it, but yeah. one of those Vanguard ones from um, Sportsman's. It's pretty heavy duty, really thick, really well made, really sturdy. Um, I, I knew that if I was going to splurge a little bit on good glass, I wanted to get a good for sure good, good tripod to hold it up. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, any any other things that you find absolutely essential? Um, I mean my pack, but yeah, you know, you we'll know get into that goes. too as we go down. We, I know we run the same pack, so yeah. Um, um so I go ahead. I don't know if you're you're getting at something here, but. Uh, I'm kind of getting that sense that there's something essential that you are wanting to throw in there. You know, not really. Um, other than I think we have an interesting sleep system compared to what some people run. So I'm kind of excited to talk about that. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Other than that, what am I looking at here? Obviously, you're talking food, your jet boil, um, I mean, I'm going to have to take extra chargers and stuff for camera batteries. But, no, I yeah. I don't think, other than what you mentioned, I don't think so. Definitely a, a life straw so we can refill our waters, filter our water, and, and refill the water for the for the uh, jet boil so we have food. Say that um, again. You have... The, I have a, it's a life straw. Is that a filter, then? Yeah, it's just a straw yeah, that you okay. dip in the creek and... Um, it filters filters all the particles out of the water, and, okay. and it's I mean it's somewhat filtered. It's obviously not going to get everything, but yeah, that's good because I was well. wondering about that too, because um, I didn't have a water filtration system, so I didn't know what we we're going to do if we needed more water. Yeah, so the good part about where we're going, obviously, there's going to be snow. Yeah, um, that's a, that was another thing that I thought about. That's different from elk season. Yeah, we just throw some snow in the jet boil, turn the heat yeah. on, and we got water. Yeah, um, and that'll, I mean, snow's clean water, so. Right, plus, I mean, the heat from the, the jet boil will burn off all the bad stuff and burn it all out of there, too, so yeah, for we'll be sure. good. Between the snow and, obviously, there's a there's a major creek uh, that flows year-round, and by that time, there will be access to water. Yeah. Obviously, in the, so, the dead of the winter, it's going to be frozen solid and covered in snow. But come May, it'll be it'll be good enough that we can get to some water. So obviously, uh, we're not going to tell anybody exactly where we're going. But I don't right. even know. Apparently, Chad's got an idea, something in plan here. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, I've been very fortunate growing up in a little town. Um, nestled between the Sierra Madres and the Snowies, and um, consequently, because of that, there's been some really good places where I've found some little pockets here and there. Um, they they are pretty remote, um, so that's obviously the reason why we're having to take our bivvies and 
and do it overnight. It's not something that you could do this time of year in just a day. And you wouldn't want to either just hike in, hike out because there's so much country. Um, so I'm actually really, really excited about where we're going to go. Um, and honestly, it might turn into a couple weekends depending on how this first trip goes. But um, a couple years ago, a couple years ago, I was rifle hunting in October. This just tells you how how remote it is. Um, and um, I found the biggest matching set that I've ever found. This bull was probably 335, 340, which for that area is a really, really good bull. Um, huge front eye guards. <laughs> Funny story, I. I posted it on social media, and a colleague, uh, she moved out to Colorado from back east, and obviously back east, they don't have a ton of elk. She's like, oh, man, that'd be the best present for my dad. And I'm like, how much you want to pay? <laughs> and um, she, it, for, for one set, so two horns, it was, it, I mean, it was a little bit white, but for the most part, it was it was definitely that year's bull, and the underside was definitely brown. But she ended up paying me three hundred dollars for for the set, so I was pretty happy about that. Nice, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But uh, like I said, it's it's tucked in pretty far. You got to hike quite a ways just to get to the open ridges. Um, but most of these ridges, I mean, there's five or six that are just continuous big open prairie grass covered ridges and those big bulls i mean all the bulls in the winter time because the cows and calves well the cows are obviously pregnant and they're obviously down on the the low low winter ground um but um the the bulls stay up high they just find open big open south-facing ridges and um consequently where we're gonna go there's three big big ridges that are like I said, covered in prairie grass, plenty of food for them. Um, and the one ridge where I found that set that same year, that same that same weekend rifle hunting, um, I ended up finding seven sheds. So wow. I, I, yeah, I haven't gone back, and that was three years ago. I haven't gone back rifle hunting there, and I also haven't gone back shed hunting there. So I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm sure we'll find some chalk whites, but at the same time, too, Pretty excited about some that's awesome. some browns. Yeah, I'm excited. I've never been shed hunting, so I'm super jacked about that. Um, so Plus as this, we get going, uh, I mean, go ahead. not to mention that not to mention the COVID one nine, right? But uh, <laughs> I don't know about you. Cooped up for thirty days now. I'm ready to get Man. out, and stretch my legs. It's been something. It's been something. Get some fresh air. Um, yeah, that's it. Obviously, this plan, this trip is planned, um, barring anything with that crazy happening. So, (laughs) but luckily, uh, luckily, the social distancing guidelines don't have too much bad to say about being there many, many miles from civilization, right. And uh, uh, just the two of us, which mountains are I've good. I've got a strong immune system. I haven't been sick for years. Yeah. And like the whole episode by itself. Taking advantage of that social distancing stuff. I know that you've been doing it and I've been doing it. So I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. So 
one thing I thought about as I was looking at this spreadsheet that I have here, I'm a math guy, so spreadsheets are good. Um, I have this broke down, and I thought maybe this would help you too. I should probably share this with you, and you can fill it out. And so I have my pack right now without water and without food at 32 and a half pounds which is a little heavy I think um, there's definitely some things that I plan on getting rid of and I'll let you know as I go through um, I don't intend to take a rain jacket I don't intend to take rain pants uh, I don't intend to take an extra mid or outer layer uh, for insulation, I have a Cabela's Polar Tech. I'm not sure what you run. Like, what, what's your insulating later? I always use Under Armour Cold Gear. Yeah. Um, for both my my bottom and my my top. Yeah. Um. And so that's what I'll run, and then um, I got the Ridge Reaper. The Ridge Reaper um, mid to late pant. I didn't go with the full blown, um, full blown like winter pants. Just they would yeah. be way too bulky. But yeah, because like it's going to be like fifties during the day, probably. Yeah, it'll be warm. We'll be we'll definitely get a good sweat on during the day, especially with the pack yeah. on our back. And like I said, these are not these are not uh, little Nebraska sand hills. These are big big ranges there for sure They're and gonna... that's one thing i kind of worry about with packing so much stuff is you're packing for the night because most of the day you're walking and moving so you don't need yeah. a lot of clothes on uh, that cabela's polar tech is really warm that's something i'd sleep in so yeah absolutely i think i think what my my initial plan is going to be is we'll hike up the creek and what we'll do is We'll probably get, like, shed off all of our layers, um, shed off, obviously, our bivy and our, our, our pads and our um, sleeping bags. That's going to reduce a lot of weight. Sure. Um, kind of set up a little spike camp. I don't know if we if we climb up the ridge and, and do it up high or if we stay down, down by the creek and stay out of the wind. Um, either way, I think uh, what my initial intent is, hike in, drop a bunch of gear at like a spike camp where we're going to spend that night or where we're going to meet back up that night and then just hike around, look for sheds, find some good glassing spots and, and see what we can come up with. Yeah, um, awesome. And then at the same time too, I mean, it's not like we're going to be hiking, like hike and then have 30 horns on our back and yeah. then just yeah. keep adding to it. I mean, we'll make big piles of... I don't know, ten to fifteen horns at a time, and go back and pick them up. Hopefully, there's that that's many. That's the plan, right? If there, yeah, that's the goal. If there is that <laughs> many, we might have to take two trips to get out of there. That's okay. I can live yeah. with that. Yeah. So yeah, moving on down this, um, I got some Under Armour base layer pants. To be honest with you, I'm probably going to drop those uh, because I'll have insulated pants on already. So I'm probably going to drop those. Um, I have one extra pair of insulated socks. 
on here. Speaking of socks, this, go ahead. Speaking of speaking of socks, I don't know if you've heard of darn tough I have. socks. You haven't. I have. You have. Yep. So I broke down last year and I bought two pairs. And the only reason I bought two is because I knew that if I had one, eventually it was going to get stale. And sure enough, um, glad that I have two anyway. It was worth the money. I mean, I've got. I'll take two pairs. One to to uh, if if they end up getting wet, the other one um, just in case. And you can never have I yeah. mean, socks. Your feet are so crucial. For sure. So yeah. Oh, so my darn socks are going for sure. And are those like? Are you talking heavy insulation? Or are you talking like mid? The socks. Yeah. No, I actually went with the the, the lighter pair. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I didn't want to go with the heavy one because I got uh, crispy the Wyoming GTX crispy boots, and I didn't want to go too heavy uh, of sock. I wanted to keep it nice and nice and thin, but not too thin, not too thick. And I think the combo that I got was perfect. And my feet never get hot, but they also never get cold like, ever. Yeah. So it's the perfect combo. That's with these temps. I don't think you want a heavy sock, anyways. Um, the only thing would be sleeping. But once you're in uh, in your sleeping bag, you shouldn't have any problems. So. Yeah, I'm really excited about my sleeping bag too. I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there for sure. Uh, the next thing I have on my list is something that I'm actually going to get rid of. I have some sweatpants that I only had those from last elk season. And I didn't have a good sleeping bag, so I'm actually going to delete those right now. That drops 24 ounces. That drops me down to 31 pounds in the pack. So, And then the next thing I have is just a, it's a Cabela's Berber sweatshirt. It's kind of my warmer layer. I'll probably sleep in it. That's something I've considered getting rid of, but it's basically waterproof and it's super warm so if I get rid of something relating to that it might be something I might replace something else with that sweatshirt um, just because I kind of want that warm extra layer just in case to sleep in and things like that and I'll get to that later as well what my plan is um, Again, extra socks, extra underwear. Yeah, to be honest that's with crucial. you, well, you know what's funny about that? I always thought that. And have you ever listened to uh, the Hunt Back Country podcast? They talk I about have. they don't take extra underwear because they don't ever use it. Now, one thing they have is they're using that merino wool. Um, I can't remember what brand they use off the top of my head, but I don't have any of the merino wool underwear yet. So if I didn't bring an extra pair, I think it'd be pretty ripe, which right now is probably not a big deal because you're not actually hunting. But I just don't know if I can do it. For 
I have. Yeah, I mean, crawling in a crawling in a sleeping bag, smelling yeah. nice and ripe. That'll that'll be. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have these coming in at three ounces. So, for three ounces, I think I, I think can spare an extra okay. pair. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done any you'll thought? Fill that one in your quads for the next week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you put any thought into camp shoes? I've heard guys talk you know, both ways, whether they wear them yeah. or not. So what are you thinking on camp shoes? Yeah, it's a really good, um, really good question. I, um, I really enjoy when I pull my foot out of my crispies and can just let my feet breathe for a little bit. Exactly. Um, what I what I have, uh, I'm sure you've heard of them, the Hey Dudes, um, super super light, um, but at the same time too, they're full mesh, so they cover your foot completely. Yeah. Um, I thought about the Crocs, but the only reason I don't like the Crocs, yeah, they're ultra lightweight. I just don't like the holes, and, and I'm weird with my feet. I don't like the the holes popping in. I actually have a pair of Crocs that are supposed to be arriving this week, so that's what I, I ordered a pair of Crocs. But yeah, like you said, they're just super light. And yeah. Yeah, I don't. You're fine. All right, we're back on. We're here. Cool. Everybody's good. Yeah, so as far as camp shoes go, I mean, I got a little, like a little uh, carabiner, one of those really ultra small carabiners, and I got a, a little hole in the where the rope ties together. I'm just gonna carabiner them to my okay. pack. Um, that way, I have something I can when I take off my crispies. I'm not walking around in either socks or barefooted. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's what I just wanted something where it wasn't. I wasn't like in my boots all night long and stuff like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're on the same page there. We need camp shoes. Um, again, we're just picking something light for those of you listening, just trying to find something that's not going to add much to our overall weight. Um, and then I go ahead, um, next on my list, I have a beanie and gloves. Again, I just have one of our season's beanies and then just some random gloves that I picked up actually at uh, Baumgars. I couldn't find any good gloves that I liked out at Cabela's, so I just ran over to Baumgars. <clears throat> they got a nice leather pad on the hands, 40 grams stencil in, and they weigh four ounces. So I figured that was a pretty good option for me. Yeah, most definitely. I've got, um, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm becoming an Under Armour freak. Um, <laughs> I've got some really thin. Um, under Armour gloves, like neoprene almost, and then uh, Under Armour beanie. Um, as soon as that Seasons one shows up in the mail, I'll be, <laughs> be putting that one on. <laughs> I need to get some of those on the website. Yeah, absolutely. I think I only have five of them. Four of them, maybe even. Yeah, I need to get some going and get some on the website anyways. Yeah, uh, a question for the for for you the viewers uh, is it worth taking two jet boils or are we only taking one i think that it's silly to take two yes one person will be eating early 
before the other, but just I have it right here. So I have a jet boil, jet boil, jet boil fuel, and a spork, which is only two ounces. I have coming in at 1.6 pounds. <clears throat> so I think that's easy to drop off. You drop that off. Whoever carries the jet boil, the other person carries a tripod, or you know what I mean, something like that. Yeah. So. Yep. I don't think that that is something that we should carry two of, for sure. We uh, we we do an overnight bivy with three or four guys later in September. We're taking two jet boils. I'll guarantee you that. But two guys, I think, will be fine with just one. Yeah, for sure. I agree. You have, uh, yeah, two guys. I think it's not necessary to take more than one. Matter of fact, I That's think it's a waste of weight. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's really. Other than binos, um, and obviously what you're going to wear in a pack, mm -hmm. I don't think that that taking two of the same thing that's going to produce the same result is going to do us any good. Exactly. Totally agree with you. Um, cool. Then what do you like? I don't think we need to talk about. I'm not, like I said, I'd like to get some merino underwear eventually. Right now, I'm just wearing some compression shorts, probably. Um, I have my base layers. Um, I have a base layer top and bottom that I'm going to wear. I have those one-rate gear mid to late pants that I'm going to wear. I'll wear my one-rate gaiters. Um, I'll yeah, probably gators wear... are gonna be crucial just because yeah. of snow. Yeah, for sure. You're definitely gonna want gators at this time of season. Um, I'll wear my one rate vest, and then I'll probably wear. This is one thing I couldn't decide whether I wanted my hooded jacket or my lightweight jacket, but um, I'll get to more more to that. Why I have the hooded jacket as we get further in. And then, did you end up getting a cloth belt like we talked about? Uh, I didn't end up getting a new one. Um, but you, my oh, wife, you had one? Yeah, my wife actually, um, with her fishing waders, uh, she used to have a pro deal with Sims. And we were cleaning the closet, and I found one. It's actually, um, the pattern of it's a brown trout, so nice. maybe it'll be my, my good luck charm for some brownies. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Yeah, that was something I used to wear a leather belt and it just kill my, my like my hips where the where my pack would rub and stuff like that. It, that leather belt was just a killer. Yeah, most definitely. So then what I got your, my. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, what are your thoughts on um, trekking poles? Give me a minute. Let me get there. <laughs> It's on the list. <laughs> uh, then just so this is just clothes worn on my body. Then I got a pocket knife, hat, socks, boots. I wear Under Armour Speed Freak Bozeman 2.0s. What do you run it? You said you're running your Krispies. Yep. And you the, you like those? Yeah, I do. Um, I got them. Uh, it'll be right out a year uh, when we go. I got them in the spring so that I could wear them all summer and break them in before the fall so I didn't have a bunch of sore spots come hunting season. Okay. And um, 
they're amazing, man. I I put them through the ringer, and I don't know. They've probably got close to 300 miles on them, and they don't look like they have 10 miles on them. Yeah, that's awesome. There's not a seam broke. There's not any wear, tear. The only thing I had to do is I had to put some new laces in them, and what I actually ended up doing was just some parachute cords, so it's really nice and thick, and I actually get a I'm able to suck it, suck them down a little tighter, which I like nice. a tight boot, so I don't feel like yeah, I'm going to roll my ankle. Sure. You remember that, hunt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How could I forget that? Uh, that was uh, interesting. Yeah, for sure. Put it, putting it lightly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about that one. I forget that one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then we both are running the Horn Hunter full curl system. So you've ran it a little bit longer than I have. I love it. I have, like I said, I packed this list last elk season, and I actually did another uh, hunt out of my pack. I slept at the pickup, but I did the hunt out of the pack a whitetail hunt for like four days, I think it was, out of this pack. And it's just really got everything you need, to be honest with you. And as far as weight goes, it's probably a little heavier than some of the other packs. Well, I know it is. I know it's heavier than some of the other packs. I have it weighing in at 9.3 pounds, mine empty. So yeah, that, I would say that's the only disadvantage to it. Did you did you end up getting the bag for yours, or do you just have the yep. the combo? Nope, I have the full system. Awesome. I went ahead and bought that right away. I figured someday I'm going to use it. So nice. Yeah, that's and awesome. That bag is huge too. So yeah, it's like fifty five hundred or fifty eight hundred. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, it's big. It's big. Like yep, I said, sure. nine point three pounds is a little concerning, probably, but I do love the pack. So I think it's well made. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we've talked a little bit about binoculars, rangefinder already. Probably don't read the rangefinder really, but um, again, making sure we go with that County Six Predator Traeger Optics harness. I've been putting some thought to it, and this could be a dovetail into um, the spring bear. Um, Taking at least one rangefinder might not be a bad idea. I'm considering taking my rifle. Um, just in case. Just in case we do see a bear. Um, so we will be in your bear area. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. It's not gonna be. It won't be on my my uh, bear bait site, but at the same time, too, it would be pretty freaking cool to do a spot and stock. Uh, bear hunt because you know all the the naysayers what they say about baiting bears um, to kill them off a bait so it'd be awesome to i mean at least have it with me um, yeah for sure and have the option definitely yeah uh my rangefinder goes wherever i go so i got that leupold 1200 tbi so i can go ahead and bring that that's not a problem at all you yeah, just gotta provide me with uh, trigger optics harness. Can't imagine it's very heavy. Plus, yeah. you, like, like you said, you're not gonna notice it much in the, the harness. Yeah, I didn't weigh the 
rangefinder itself, but I have my binos, optics harness, and rangefinder coming in at a total of 52 ounces, which, like I said, is like three and a quarter pounds, so not a lot on the front of your chest. And no, the, not at all. And the rangefinder is the least of that, so. Yeah. Um, yep. And then I have, uh, I have, I'll bring the monopod for my video camera, and then I'll bring my uh, Canon video camera also. We'll go ahead and film a video for the seasons as well while we're doing it, so. Awesome. Um, I don't Sounds have good. a, go ahead. Getting excited, man. Dude, I'm so excited. It's like April 15th, and we have to wait till May 1st, so. I know. Luckily, this weekend puts us at two, well, only one more weekend in between, because True. we had no that following weekend, so yep. I'm excited. Yep, me Just too. Just talking I'm about it is getting me even more excited. I'm almost like I'm gearing up to go right? in September, but right? not quite the anticipation. No, but it's it's as close as you can get. <clears throat> so what do you, you said you're running a Maven spotting scope. That's the next on my list. So you got a new Maven spotting scope, and then you said what kind of tripod yeah. is it? Are you there? Um, let's see if I can get it pulled up. Okay. It was a Vanguard tripod, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'll see if I can get it pulled up and get the exact one. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about my, my spotter. I picked it up at the Denver International Sportsman's Expo uh, back in January. And I've been playing with it a little bit. Um, actually, the other day we had it out. Uh, I had my phone scope out too. Um, taking a picture of the blood moon that we had. It was oh, yeah. pretty freaking cool. Taking a picture through my, my spotter with the um, phone scope. If you do have a phone so, scope, yeah. that would be nice too. Yeah, yep. Awesome. I need some juice going here. We'll come back to that. Bring me back on it when you get it pulled up. <clears throat> yeah. Um, this is one I've been waiting for. Sleep system. Okay. So, yeah. talk to me about your sleep system first, and then I'll talk about it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I um uh, same thing um, down at the Denver International Sportsman's Expo. Uh, climate at a booth, and I have OCD really bad. I, all my stuff has to match. Um, <laughs> I got uh, got really lucky. Ended up getting the the combo uh, sleeping bag. It's uh, synthetic on the bottom and down up above. Um, and then down at my feet, um, there's actually straps where I can suck my feet in, so that it doesn't create a big air pocket. So it'll keep my feet nice and warm too. Um, and then up at the the head and chest, it's um, obviously like a, a mummy bag, but doesn't suffocate you so that'll be crucial um got the the lightweight the ultra lightweight um solo and the ultra lightweight pads from climate as well that go with it um a couple weeks ago obviously as you know you and, and drew were 
were giving me crap because I hadn't pulled the trigger yet on a bivy. Uh, oh, geez, you wanted to do this shed hunt, and you didn't even have any sleep system. I know, I know. <laughs> so um, I got on Climate's website, and um, it, it was, I mean, I, I don't know, it was almost like it was meant to be that I got on there, and brand new 2020, they've got a, a tent uh, hammock uh, bundle, it's a, a combo, so it's a hammock that you can you can either lay in like a hammock where it's got the, the arch to it, or um, it's got a strap that uh, you can actually lay perfectly flat. So pretty eager and excited to get that set up, and then the, the tent part, um, just for protection, like a rain fly protection, in case it, it does rain or anything. Um, so pretty excited to get up off the ground. Um, so you do plan on using the hammock portion of that? Yeah. Do yep, you I, intend uh, to use your sleeping pad with that? You know, I don't know. Um, I, I think I probably will, uh, just with it being the first weekend of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, snow drifts are going to be not very far from us. So just having that extra layer uh, between, obviously, the ground and my back, um, just to keep any last air seeping through, I think it'll be good to have. Yeah that extra layer in there to not only necessarily for the, the pad part, but just to keep the air tight and out of my back. So I, my back doesn't get cold. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing I'm worried about. So I'm running the Eno double nest hammock, Eno extra long straps, Eno house fly rain tarp, and then there's stakes. And that's the one thing I'm concerned about is getting a cold back which everything you read about hammock camping and things like that that's where you get cold is from the underside so i do have a i went cheap so my goal was to find a good sleeping bag for the least amount of money possible i picked up a hike and bike zero degree 625 fill off of amazon actually and I tested it through the through last uh, fall and winter with some deer hunting, and it did pretty good. Uh, I did sleep in a sweatshirt and sweatpants, but I stayed warm. But like you said, with the hammock, that makes me a little concerned. So I said I'd come back to this earlier with my warmer coat. My plan. Because a lot of guys that do the hammock stuff talk about you need your quilt and your underquilt. So you need your top quilt and your underquilt for your hammock. So what my plan is, and I'm going to try it and we'll see if it works or not or if I just suffer. Uh, But I am going, since I'm not sleeping in my coat, I'm going to bring a couple, a handful of extra binder clips. And I'm going to take my coats, my ex- any extra coats I have, and I'm just going to binder clip them around the bottom of my hammock. Is my plan to stay warm on my backside. So we'll see how that works. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, we might have to find a perfect setup too where we could potentially have some heat from the bottom side from a, a campfire and 
get somehow figure out a way to get the two hammocks side by side and make yeah. sure we don't catch on fire, but keep a little campfire going all night. Yeah, too. for sure. Don't have a uh, kick up in the middle of the night like we did turkey hunting last year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many memories and stories. Of oh, it's crazy. The bloopers. Yeah, for real. It's the time that the cameras are not rolling that are the funniest. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, hydration bladder is going to be key. Um, you said you had a little bit of, what do you call it for water filtration? It's a life straw. Okay. And so, I mean, it's I mean, it's fairly good size. Um, it's probably eight to ten inches long and, I don't know, three quarters of an inch to an inch around. Okay. Um, but on one end, it's it's a, like a straw, so just no different than drinking out of a cup with a straw. And then yeah. the, the bottom side that you dip in the water, the creek, it's got like a little um, filter deal that allows you to at least get the big particles out, you know, suck okay. up the big particle pieces. And like so. you said, the fact that there is snow, and we know yeah. there is snow, is yeah, an advantage for, sure. for us. Yeah, so the snow part, um, I would say the life straw is going to be just to, to keep the bladder full for our drinking water. I would say the snow is probably going to be our jet boil water for, for our food. Yep. Um, be my guess. Yep, I agree with you. And, and obviously, you go in with a full bladder, so. Yeah. How big a bladder do you have? Uh, it's three liters. Okay, that's what I have, too. Yeah, so uh, fairly good size. Yeah, and I can't remember. I can't remember what they said that came in for weight. I want to say, like, three pounds or something full. Maybe it's more than that. It's something. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. I want to say yeah, three, but I'd have to look it up. <clears throat> and then we're both talking. We said we would only take one, but jet boil obviously is what we use. Have you used yours much? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I drew a fourth season rifle deer tag for Colorado last year. And I, um, I also have an old pickup with a camper shell, and that was my my tent because I got a side by side and I couldn't, couldn't pull my, my side by side is a four seater from my family's, my family. So I couldn't double pull my camper with my, my side by side behind it. Uh, so I took my, my other pickup with the camper shell slept in the back of it. And right before I went, I actually ended up buying a jet boil so that I could have the food of course, and, uh, not have to pack a bunch of food and worry about cooking a bunch, uh, for that hunt. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so nice. Um, and it's there's, fast. It there's there can't be a faster stove out there to get your water boiling. There no, just can't be. <clears throat> no. That, I mean, the quality of mountain houses, yeah, it's freeze-dried food. It's not your gourmet um, steak off of the barbecue grill or smoked. Uh, but at the same time, too, it's, it's warm food, and it's very filling. Um, so... Yeah, I tell you what, there. you give me some chicken and rice or their lasagna. Mm. Yeah. I haven't yep. tried their breakfast ones, but I'm thinking about it. They for this are good. Trip. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm thinking about it for this trip. Yeah, it was a my Colorado deer hunt was five days. It was um, five nights. I went down a day early, stayed the night before opening morning. So I had um, five breakfasts, five lunches, and five dinners. Um, ate every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, and the breakfast, I mean, the, the eggs, the scramble, the omelets, they're all good. Yeah. I'm, I have no issues with any mountain house that I've ever had, so. No. No. Chicken and dumplings was probably my favorite. I've never had that one. It's good. <laughs> Might be a new one for this trip. Yeah. All right. Just going into some extra stuff. I got... A portable charger. I actually have two of them. One for the camera, one for my phone. Um, uh, extra batteries for the video camera. Um, a lighter. Some InstaFire. I have a... I don't know if you have one of these. I have a foam pad. I just ordered off of Amazon for glassing. Just prevents some of that sitting on the ground a little bit. It weighs one ounce and is... You want to know a little secret? What's that? Take your hand warmer from your optics harness and sit on it. That's a heck of an idea as long as it's not cold and I want my hands in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But no, that is a good idea. That's that's another use for that, isn't it? Yeah, we... um... Uh, Caleb and I with County 6, we we use it a lot for when we go coyote hunting. Um, for sure. Obviously, you got gloves on when coyote hunting in the wintertime. Yep. So, when you're doing a set, it's nice to have a pad to sit on but not have to carry the extra weight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. My tripod, just backing up real quick, it's the Vanguard Alta 233. Okay. Um, obviously, you can get it pretty big in terms of height, uh, but one of the first bullet points of it, first the first and second bullet points is ultra lightweight and compact, okay. and I knew I, I wanted both for if I was going to be packing a spotting scope on big long hunts, yeah. um, not just leaving it laying the pickup, uh, I was going to want that, so that's the reason that I went with that one. Yep. Uh, it weighs 56.4 ounces. 56.4 ounces, okay, so... What is that? Three and a half pounds. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, and I don't know what mine is either. I don't know what it weighs. It's a Vanguard also, but it's not an ultralight, so I'm not sure what it weighs for sure. It's not real high quality. <laughs> I don't it's know if we, we need to take two. No, we're definitely not taking two. I'll uh, bring a monopod for the video camera. I have the, what's the monopod weigh here, let's see, 14 ounces, so less than a pound on the monopod, so, so yeah, um, other than that, it's just down to food, so, again, that's personal preference, I like to bring Cliff Bar, uh, Trail Mix, Mountain House, things like that. Just high energy. Yep, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I've found a new love for with with this uh, quarantine issue and, and trying not to hit the pantry up too many times is jerky <laughs> and beef sticks. 
Yeah, for sure. So I'll have some some homemade jerky made and uh, uh, some beef sticks to go with it. So nice. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited. Like I said, I'm coming right now. No water, no food. I'm in at 31 pounds, but there's some heavy items uh, that I plan on taking out. So we'll see if I can get that down. I think I yeah. can. Yeah, so I mean the biggest the, the, the biggest part of it is going to be the hike in to set up spike camp and then drop all of our camping gear and then obviously the hike out when we're carrying yep. some bones. So. Yeah, again, if we have a spike camp, then it's not, like I'm not worried about a 40-pound pack, you know. Yeah. It'll be just fine. So. Yeah, it's probably three and a half, four-mile hike up the creek. Okay. Uh, before we get to these ridges, and um, so how many sorry. am I gonna have to stop and wait for you, or <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, yeah? You've been getting those runs in now, so yeah. You know, last year I um, I really kicked myself. I was really lazy in 2019. I I didn't run. I didn't ride my bike. I didn't go to the gym. You know, I fell into the dad bod of twin five-year-old boys and let that get the best of me. And uh, this year, I'm um, thankful for the nice weather and this quarantine stuff. Um, I mean, social media has got its pros and cons, but I would say one of the definite pros of it is all of the motivational people that I follow. I can't thank them enough to just get out of the house and, and go move around and, and yeah. obviously it feels good too. You're always like, ah, I don't want to put on clothes to go do it. And then when you get home, it's like, man, I feel amazing. For sure. Yep. So. Totally agree with you. Um, so we're at a, basically an hour now. <clears throat> so I'm actually going to split this into two podcasts. Um, you and I are just going to roll right through. So, you know I am going to ask you about this, so you're ready for this, but for those of you listening, I'm going to do a short series here on misses and what we learn from them. So next thing we're going to talk about here is Chad's bear season last year, and <laughs> he's laughing already, and just how that went and what he learned from it. Okay, thank you all for listening. Uh, Hopefully that was very helpful to all of you. I know it was helpful for us just to go through that list. So again, make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button if you like what you heard. Give us some likes, provide us some feedback, some reviews. That would be amazing help for us. And thanks for listening. If you need anything or have any ideas for me, go ahead and shoot me an email at huntingovertime at gmail. Otherwise, again, smash that subscribe button and leave us a review. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you check out this next episode with Chad as well.